Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Chris, that was amazing. It's good to be back. I can't oh. believe it's just the three of us. We haven't been together since that live show. Yeah. yeah it's like we're a, f- a long lost family reunited after a war or a great natural disaster. <laughs> None of us have ever fought in a war. What the hell? I know. It's, I know. We're pussies. I agree. I agree. I was. I. I wanted to go into Kuwait in Desert Storm, but I was too young. I think that the Canadian military should start a new special branch of the army for guys 40 years and up. And <laughs> branch get, like, o relaxo. <laughs> and they get trained in like the to use like the most deadly weapons available, hand-to-hand combat, uh, insurgency. It should be a gentleman's agreement or yeah. gentlewoman's agreement between countries. Yeah. Here's our troop of 40 plus guys and 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 we're just going to send our group of 40 plus guys to fight yeah. your group of 40 yeah. plus guys. Like yeah. The twenty-year-old dudes—they're doing their own thing, but we we let the old older guys fight. Would it be each war other. games like, or would we get killed for real? Oh, we could get killed for like a real war. Oh real war. shit! Yeah. But, but we want to prove that when it comes to war, it's not just about you know young guys. It's, yeah, it's about experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, dedication and. Mm-hmm. Endurance, like life is an endurance race. I think. Can we bring our yoga mat to the war, the Absolutely. battle? So in a traditional, like a kit that like a soldier would have, there's probably like water, rations, uh, Swiss army knife and stuff because they're right. young. Yeah. But I'm thinking for the 40 plus army, the, the uh, equipment's a little different. For instance, there's a tube of Viagra in case you're in a, <laughs> you get in a sticky situation uh, you get on the cut off on the battlefield. You get cut off from the rest of your battalion, right? And suddenly you're like, <laughs> you can't get a boner, <laughs> and you're lost in the forest, right? Yeah. So you have a tube of Viagra. You have um, war is a boner killer. I've heard. Oh god. You might be captured by a German, you know, like World War II style guy, being like, um, "We will take your life unless yeah. you can jerk off in front of us," you know. And then you pop the <laughs> pop yeah. the Viagra and. Yeah, because what are you going to say? Like, well, hold on. Once a man reaches a certain age, it takes a bit, you know. uh, Yeah. Well, I would love to go over there in a battle with you Mm -hmm. guys and also have one of those camouflaged, um, like, uh, Yeti thermoses. And then I could have a a green tea leaves and one of those, like, metal steeping balls that I could keep in for two minutes. And then when my green tea's steeped, I take the ball out. And then I have my green tea with me as I walk on to the battlefield. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, another thing that they'll give the men of the 40-plus army is an inflatable, just like nice, comfy couch. So that if you get a little... I think I've seen those at Canadian Tire. Yeah, yeah. So everyone would carry that in their knapsack, their backpack, their army yeah. bag. Or and, you could just uh, have a smaller one for hemorrhoids. Yes, absolutely. I also think that for the 40-something <coughs> inter-country uh, like war battles that we'll get to do, war should stop for a bit when we, so we can check Instagram. Absolutely. You know? Like the way they paused at See if Christmas. See there's any uh, DM yeah. requests. Exactly, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. the way they paused at Christmas to play a f- soccer game in yeah, World yeah, War yeah. One, But instead, <laughs> people from our army are looking at what happens when you touch the search bar of the other army's Instagram. And then we go, uh-oh, oh look God. at your search bar. It's all girls with 
you know, in bikinis. Yeah, and, yeah. You know? When I say, ow, my back, can you say, ow, my back, right after me in a German accent? Sure. Ow, my back. Ow, my back. Hey. Hey. And then they shake hands. We've got a lot more. not so different after yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. So look out for the middle-aged men and women's and non-binary army coming to a war near you. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> uh, wow, boy. Well, you guys, we haven't seen see each other. Well, we saw each other at James's wedding. Yes. <laughs> Not only did the three of us see each other, but every uh, great friend. Yeah. It, it was like the party of the century, thank James. Thank you. James, we saw you before our eyes mm-hmm. transform into a husband. Yeah. Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it made me laugh because uh, Chris and our friend Aaron held the hoopa. And I had my sunglasses on, which I kind yeah. of forgot about, and then people teased me that. But that's tradition, no, it, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. Jewish tradition is to have a Christian guy wearing sunglasses hold up the tent. <laughs> well, if you're a goy doing a Jewish transition, tr- transition, <laughs> I'm transitioning into a, a Jewish guy. No, if you're a goy, I'm... And you're doing like a Jewish tradition. You have to wear shades to shield your eyes from the true God. <laughs> right, right. Well, in all the photos of Ebony and I having our first kiss as a man and wife, right behind me is Aaron and Chris. It's really smirking. Yeah. And I have shades on. We're like it's watching really you good. kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mike played a song that brought the Mike barn brilliant. down because it was really a barn burner. Yeah, we, we were genuinely in a barn. Yeah, Mike. I asked Mike to write a song and he brought out his guitar yeah. and he was amazing. It was so funny. Oh, it was you. literally thank you. incredibly fun, beautiful, romantic, and hilarious and chock full of joy and camaraderie. Thanks, it was guys. a perfect wedding. You know what? It's cliche to say, but it was the best day of my life. I was sad after because I was like, you feel like you can't you can't you'll probably never hit that height again of what a beautiful awesome day you know it was the best day of my life too <laughs> now can i here's a challenge yes you just said something you made quite uh an audacious statement you said mm-hmm. that was the best day of your life yes say tomorrow mm-hmm. the skies <laughs> open up a spaceship because i know you're interested in sci-fi I am. And space Spaceship comes down, yeah. aliens come down to Ooh. Earth, and they're like, James, you are God. We will make your wildest dreams come true. Oh, my God. And they give you three wishes. <laughs> they're alien genies. genies. <laughs> Would you still stand behind what you just said and say that your wedding wow. day was the best day? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, you know what? I, 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 I still would go with the wedding, I think. But it would be close. Yeah. Maybe if like... What if the alien is... Eh, never what, mind. like a hot babe? Well, maybe, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what if the alien was a hot babe? <laughs> but I'm not. I feel like we're pitching alien. an 80s comedy now. <laughs> I'm not but, say you can, one of your wishes. Well, what if like, the alien's a hot babe and she's like, you know, this whole sexual intercourse you humans do is very intriguing to us. Would you show us? Right. And I'm married now, but I don't know what the rules are with right. inter alien. The alien's like. I've had a vagina that was soaking wet all this time, and I've never really known what what that's about. <laughs> Actually, I think this so this was the premise of a movie I did see called like Aliens Go Home or something. Well, it's the oh. premise of a movie I I'm writing. <laughs> because, like, say you could wish that one of your wishes was like I'd like it to be my wedding day every day, and so you could relive that feeling. Yeah, constantly. would actually be like I think we would all enjoy it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was like. 
So many friends, mm-hmm. so many yeah. laughs. Yeah, it was Tom Henry uh, just dropping the mic. He made a speech, and it was, I mean, easy for me to say, because it was kind of about me, but best speech I've ever heard, ever. <laughs> it does make all other wedding speeches pale by, in comparison when it's like, oh, everyone involved is like a comedian performer. Yeah. And then... Uh, but yeah. your sisters were great, too. Yes! And, Shout out uh, Kate yes. and Al. They love you guys. They were yeah. excited to see you. That was nice. They both listened. Yeah, nice my brother, you met my brother, who also loves yeah, you guys. Finn. Yeah, and he married you guys. He was the officiant, yeah. yeah. And he wants to take us out on his boat. He said yeah, we could yeah. do it. And he was dressed like a sea captain while marrying you guys. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. Now, do you yeah. do you feel that husband difference now? Do you feel the mm. hubby difference? You know what? I'm not even kidding. I kind of do. And you know what it is? Putting on this ring. Right. So now let's do a quick tally. Right now, the Evil Men podcast, it's two hubbies yes. versus one nubby. <laughs> I'm not a hubby. Yeah, a nubby, not a hubby. Do you do fi- like wearing the ring does feel kind of cool? Did you feel that, Chris? I'm serious. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of like I guess. it. I put- <laughs> <laughs> you put it on and you go out and you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm a ring man now. Stay away well, from me, me chicks. Yeah, take a look, so Michael. You've inscribed the logo for the band Corn <laughs> onto your wedding ring. That's yeah, unique. yeah, yeah. As you notice, mine has a little Batman symbol on it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You, you're a big. Uh, from the animated series as well. Yeah, that's the best. It yeah. doesn't get any better than that. It's actually a really good show beyond being <laughs> just a cartoon. A cartoon for children. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. It's got some serious themes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was really wonderful. So I, also, I got, Kayla and Caitlin, I forgot. They were uh, amazing. Caitlin in. listens to this. Yeah, shout out. Oh, we've been talking about how we want to go to Vancouver. Yeah. She could help us. Good. We'll be there. We'll be there. Um, I think I'm going out there in November if we could put it together that oh, quickly, oh. but maybe not. Yeah. If not, maybe the spring. Yeah, or spring would be awesome. Yeah, I would. Let's try to do a show there. Yeah. Or I, maybe we could do November. I don't know. Yeah. You're talking about going to the West Coast, but you, you just came back from a trip to the East Coast. My, yeah, I, that was really good. My speaking of marriage, my wife and I flew into Halifax during the beginning of a hurricane. Whoa. Wow, that that's kind of sexy. Here comes it, it, the story of the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hurricane Lee, I believe this one's name yeah, was. I'm not a fan of that. I know. Hurricane Lee. Lee. What the hell? What is Sounds it? like a guy who crashes on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, it's been three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, that movie I made last summer in PEI debuted, debuted. <laughs> At the AIFF, Atlantic International Film Festival. Not the file. No. Not the audio no, not file. The oh, yeah. What the hell? File? They're named after the damn audio yeah. file. Yeah. And uh, I did shows at Good Robot on the Friday with uh, Dan Hendrickson out, out there, put that together for me, and our good friend Jordan Foisey, who's never been on the show. No, we got to get him on. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, did the show and share Han and yeah, it was killer. And um and, you and then s- we did the the premiere got moved from Saturday at 8:30 p.m. to Sunday at 1 p.m. cuz the wind of the hurricane knocked the power out for the theater. But I got to say the premiere was extremely successful. The film is a hit. It's an hour and 45 nice. minutes of nonstop 
big laughs and sweetness. We did it. It looks great. The music and the sound is incredible. The editing is amazing. Every actor in it uh, kills it. And it was quite the one. Speaking of best days ever, it was once in a lifetime situation where I had two sold out shows on Friday where I killed live and it felt great. And then two days later, I'm in a theater with a movie star, me, that killed. And it was very psychedelic and surreal. Congratulations, Chris. I've had a nagging nervousness about this movie in the back of my mind for a full year. And now that's on the shelf. And there's a part of me that's very big, relaxed. Now you're just nervous about the lump on your balls. Yeah, but like I can die now <laughs> since no, the movie's kidding. a hit um, that's but, but awesome, i'd like to make man. more movies now now that i know that feeling hey, that was crazy well you know what i mean maybe you maybe you will maybe you will i'm excited to maybe. see it that's really exciting yeah and, and i know you know awesome. i bet all the people listening are gonna it's called who's your father it's directed and written by jeremy larder and he really nailed it and it's going to be playing across the country soon? Um, yeah, me and Sue Kent star in it, and there's so much of our goofing and live-in-the-moment riffs that button the scenes, and mm. it's just really funny. That's great. It's genuinely funny. So I, I'm hoping, because we have such a low self-esteem mm. in uh, Canada, that it will be remembered as one of the things that's actually good in Canada. You know how people are so bitter here? Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like... I'm really positive that people who do find it and watch it will think, oh, actually good, funny thing from Canada. I love it. There's a lot, but also... I know what you're saying. We we think we suck. Yeah, That's great. Well, I'm really happy for you, Chris. That's rocks. Thanks. I'm happy for all you guys. Now, Mike. Yeah, I had a wedding. Chris, you had this movie premiere. Yeah, Yeah, Mike, what's going on with you? Well, those are two massive things... In your lives, right? Like, I've experienced neither of those. I can only hope one day I get to experience both of them. You will. You will. But uh, I guess I also had a pretty big thing happen to me uh, a week ago, actually. Yeah. So where the part of the city where I live, uh, Tuesday mornings at around 5.30 or 6 a.m. is garbage collection day. And you can uh. hear the truck and the, the loud noise of the truck coming down the street. Right. And... Uh, the uh, sorry, it's Wednesday morning is collection time. Tuesday night. Tuesday night is when you put the garbage out. Yeah. Last week, I had forgotten to eat a big piece of salmon, fresh salmon, <laughs> that I'd been keeping in the fridge, and it had expired. Uh. Uh, and so I put it in the freezer to keep it from stinking up the fridge. Then I was going to put it from the freezer uh, out on the curb with the garbage for Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to do it. Oh. So you still have the salmon. So I have the salmon now frozen, but it's expired in my freezer. And tonight, I'm going to put it in the garbage and put it out on the curb so they pick it up uh, tomorrow morning at like 5.30 or 6 a.m. That's amazing. Then I'll have more space in my freezer for whatever I want. Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome, Mike. Like, um, That's great. Yeah. Let's talk to because like, the piece of salmon was like 10 bucks, and it's I do love... Uh, salmon do you guys like it? fish is, 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 i had fresh salmon uh in in halifax oh, yeah, it's way better yeah. than toronto salmon yeah and oysters and shrimp right but i think that you have that you're gonna go home tonight and put it in the garbage is really nice <laughs> well thank you yeah <clears throat> yeah we had fish at the wedding um in the appetizers but uh yeah 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 but no that maybe one day i'll have fish in as the appetizer for my wedding if, hey, if you don't throw it out first, Mike. Yes, 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 yes. 
Um, maybe I'll make a movie where, near where they catch fresh Atlantic salmon. Gee, I wonder, Mike getting married, can you picture it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I bet a lot of ladies would like to. Oh, come on. I don't think a lot of ladies want to picture me getting married. I think they do. I think a lot do. Yeah, Mike. Mike's hot. Mike's hot to trot, and yeah. he's well, ready thanks, to guys. go. You're, you're boosting the old uh, You've got, self-esteem. You're in great shape. Oh, well. And have been for a long time. Well. Also, don't worry about being older or getting older as a man. That just adds to the charm. Yes. Right. Women love an old man desperately seeking marriage. <laughs> like before he dies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's a good... Anyway, great, uh, interesting fish story. And You know what we are? Mm. We're three guys with three big stories to tell. That is true. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Wow. Um, yeah. Hmm. That would have been nice, though, if... You could have eaten that salmon before it expired. Was it sort of a, a fillet for one or fillet for two? oh for one for, for one. one very much for one yeah for one person. Did you have potatoes or asparagus to go with it? I usually or? make those little uh, mini potatoes and some broccoli on the side. Mm, um, I do that a lot too. Yeah. Have you tried broccolini? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember when we went to the cottage that time. You kept bringing up broccolini, and I was like. Specifically, broccolini? Is that the, your choice of your usual... If you, know, you choose between broccoli or broccolini, would you go for broccolini? I, I don't remember this. I might have like... I What I, is the difference? It's just... It, it's like a skinnier broccoli. I Maybe see. I just... Yeah. I don't know why I was going on about it. I must have been out of my mind. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a skinnier broccoli. Well, that was back when you were still Single. a bachelor. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, I was in a long relationship, but, you know, not married. Yeah. 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 You get crazy, you yeah. know, before you're married. Now I would never go on and on about broccolini. Broccolini? Huh? Sorry, I'm not paying attention. I have a wife now. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one more thing about your wedding? So Please. there was a uh, an element of the wedding and the party that was Irish. Yes. Paying homage to your background. Yeah. And the other half was, uh, there was a Jewish element to it. And so mm-hmm. that meant... You stepped on the glass and there was the... Mm-hmm. And neither of us are Jewish. It was just, for, you know... <laughs> For fun. No, Evan is Jewish. <laughs> and what is the tent, the canopy called? The, it's called a hoopah. A hoopah. Yes. And then there is, of course, at the, the uh, reception, the horror, the dance, right? Yes. So before the wedding, a week earlier, our friend Steph emailed a bunch of, of guys saying, like, are you guys into doing this? Did you get an email? Yeah. Right. Wait, we didn't do it. We did. You what? weren't there? What time? Chris. It was one of the most physically challenging things I've ever been a part of, and I thought that. So, do the people know of, what the horror is? Is it after one a.m.? No, no, well before. So it's when you lift up the Where bride the and groom on that? chairs, and then everyone dances in a circle around them to like klezmer music or something of that sort. Citation needed. And then uh, I thought that the weight would be evenly distributed between everyone doing it, and I was I was Were on you I was me? on James duty. I was oh, holding one of the legs God. of the chairs. And it was the most grueling <laughs> thing I've ever participated in. It was in. grueling for me, too. You looked terrified. The chairs yeah, weren't yeah. well-suited to it, and no. I was, like, on an angle. 
I was certain I was going to slide off. And my leg was wrapped up in Ebony's uncle's arms. So I'm like, I honestly think I'm going to break my leg. So I was like gripping the chair as hard as I could. Every like little right. bit of strength I had, yeah. I was clinging to the chair. As, ever, as music is playing and everyone's like lofting me up and down, yeah. Yeah. I was genuinely really stressed. And I know that sometimes you have stomach issues <laughs> during that stressful period did the stomach start rumbling was there ever a chance that you were gonna you know i don't yeah. want to i know i shit my pants and i was just hoping that <laughs> it wouldn't c- fall down to you every groom's nightmare right <laughs> yeah imagine you shit your pants slid off the chair <laughs> broke your leg and arm <laughs> I, I mean i for like 10 seconds i was like i'm gonna fall and it, it's like the way I'm all tangled up, That's it's scary. not going to be good. That's scary. So, and the funny thing is that our friend Steph selected the strongest comedians in the in our group of friends to do right. this, and so even we were no you, match Adam for, Christie, uh, Elliot, yes, yeah, 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 and Chris. I was nowhere to be found, but I wasn't avoiding it. I promise. <laughs> I must have gone oh out God. to uh, get a million more drinks. <laughs> <laughs> drank. Everyone drank. 5,000 drinks uh, that afternoon to morning. Yes. And we all took a bus through through the abyss. That was really <laughs> funny. Do you remember the drive back? And I was like, uh, may I have your attention? No need to alarm you. But if you look outside the windows, there is nothing. <laughs> all the windows of our shuttle bus were pitch black. Couldn't even see tree branches. Nothing. It was insane. Uh. But yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't even consistent with what I drank all night. No. I drank wine, tequila, yeah, gin, yeah. beer, everything. It was crazy. I think the hero, was of, great. The hero of the wedding may have been, uh, aside from you and Evany, our friend David Dean Porter, former guest on the show, who booked himself an Airbnb. He was kind enough to fly from Los Angeles, California, oh, to yeah. rural Ontario, and he booked an Airbnb without fully reading the description of the place he was booking, and he booked a cabin that had no toilet. <laughs> yeah. He came to our hotel early in the morning to use the toilet. Yeah. David said his, his, his sort of backyard Airbnb had no toilet and that it was above a chestnut tree, and all night he was kept up with chestnuts dropping on and his... He was like, and then he was supposed ceiling? to do this episode yeah. today, which is like two weeks after yeah. the wedding. Uh, and he got the flu. Or a week and a half after. Yeah. And he's got strep throat and the flu. Yeah, poor yeah. David. And that must have been just from that house. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of us got it. No. <laughs> on the morning after the wedding, he was like, I was like monitoring how much liquid and food I was taking in because I didn't want to have to use the back, like take a piss in the backyard of the cabin. Anyway. DDP, we love you. We're sorry Maybe you went through so week. much. But also, I want to say... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kathleen and I drove DDP to and from the wedding uh, from Toronto and back, and he seemed like he was having an excellent time. Oh, good. Yes. No matter. Yeah. Oh, God, if I had st- stayed in a place with no toilet, I think I wouldn't have showed up the next morning for a barbecue. They would have found me hanging in <laughs> the cabin I had booked by yeah, accident. Yeah. And I would have written uh, spray paint on the walls as a suicide note no toilet, no life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, not another one, <laughs> as they open the door. So, Chris, you had a weird or way cool or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Just a quick one. I, 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 you know, I never do. 
It's you rarely you guys do. Or some of the I have a the, quick uh, one too. Patreonios from Discord. I yeah. admit, I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, I've never curious. really thought of one before. I think maybe you've put me on the spot before, and I've tried to think of one. But one came to me naturally in the bathroom the other day. Uh, the door was closed. Don't worry. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Is this a weird way cool or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I was a, I pulled my motherfucking pants down, okay. and I was about to sit on the toilet. Weird. And out loud by myself. <clears throat> in a Ronald Reagan impression, I said, "May I have permission to use the bathroom, Nancy?" <laughs> you just said that to yourself. <laughs> yep, in the home alone, about to sit on my toilet. May I have permission to use the bathroom, Nancy? <laughs> I think that's way cool. Thank you. I like that you're having fun with yourself and yeah. entertaining yourself before you do something kind I don't of unpleasant. Even think my mind knew I was doing it. Well, my body Nancy, just did it. Can I pull my pants down? Yeah. Permission to use the bathroom, Nancy. <laughs> Mr. That's Gorbachev, funny. evacuate these bowels. <laughs> Mr. I, Gorbachev, wipe my ass. <laughs> I also think it's fucking cool that you did that you know <laughs> guys um, those are good pals uh as guys sometimes we're not allowed to unwind and relax and you know men die younger than women because we carry a lot of stress and we don't let it out oh i'll say and what you did was you're just like <sighs> just relaxing having fun by yourself doing a ronald reagan voice before taking a dump there's you, nothing nicer you know when it would it wouldn't have been cool if you if you did it just before jerking off rather than yeah. shitting jerking well, off yeah. would have been well nancy I wasn't Let's reading about this. Reagan. I wasn't reading about politics. No. There was no prior, as far as I can see, impetus to just jut that out of my mouth. Well, isn't that it's, nuts? It's a, I, you're a human mind. permission you know? to use the bathroom, you Nancy. You are an artist. That's what it that's is. That's why you did that. And imagine you Honestly, look- my whole mouth is an abstract collage <laughs> that continues on and on day to day. Imagine you said that, and then you looked in the mirror, and instead of your reflection, it was Nancy's face saying, Go ahead, Ronald. Like Bloody Mary. Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's start it right now. Everybody go into the bathroom, look in the mirror, <laughs> and talk like Ronald Reagan, and go three times. Permission to use the bathroom, Nancy. <laughs> And see if uh, Nancy Reagan's ghostly face shows up. Yeah. We started it here on Evil Men. So that's two way cools. Thank you, guys. I love that. I have a quick one, but it's it's not as funny as Chris's. (laughs) But I could do it anyway. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For the wedding, I bought a new suit. I bought new shoes. Looks great. Thank you. Shout out to Tom Henry who helped me. Black hat, white hat, Cadillac. (laughs) James is getting married. (laughs) Both of you guys look great. Thank you. Fans of the show, go on Instagram, check it out. Check it out. And I do want to thank, yeah, Tom Henry helped me pick my suit and stuff. Anyway, so I got new suit, new shirt, new tie, new shoes. And I thought to myself, you know what? Everything's new, even the socks. I want to wear new underwear. I don't want to wear used underwear for what my the? wedding day. And I so- have a pair of special of fancy underwear that I wore on my wedding day that's still in my drawer. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. So you get it. Yeah. And I literally at the Eaton Center the week before, I'm like, I'm buying nice underwear. And I went and I bought a pack of Lacoste. They were expensive for underwear. Wow. And I put it on, never before worn, and I don't regret it. That's beautiful. Holy yeah. hell. Yeah. And wow. I also bought new socks for your wedding too. Like wow. I get the idea of like a special occasion, like go full socks too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you think I mean, it's they're cool. from 
the bay, mm-hmm. but they were from the fancy sock section. My shoes were from the bay. Hey, my did you see my brown shoes? They're no. from the bay. They're sick. Damn. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? Weird or way cool or whatever? On your wedding day, buying new underwear, never before worn. I think it's way cool that you're wearing brand new underwear. Very Mormon. Uh, it's giving Mormon yeah. vibes. After the wedding night, um, I hung the underwear out my window to yeah. show that I was a virgin. <laughs> it's good, you know, because you want to give the best of yourself to your wife. Um and you don't want anything that may have had any some stinky substances That's, on it before. You don't want on your wedding yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you take this man to be your husband? I do. Do you take this woman to be your wife? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there was gluten in the Do you take appetizer. this man to be your husband? I <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. My wedding underwear. <laughs> Hold on, everybody. I'll be right back. I brought another pair. <laughs> but look, it was a three-pack. <laughs> Hold on. Just putting, like, we're watching you, putting a second yeah, like, pair on. I just step aside and pull my pants down right off the thing. <laughs> You're talking to the whole the yeah. crowd. You guys know how important the fresh underwear is when you say I do? <laughs> watching yeah, I, don't, I don't want to have even farted in the underwear. <laughs> like, I don't want anything dirty in it. But uh, do not sully my brand new wedding underwear before it's, <laughs> it's through. And listen, but I've got a big day ahead of me. I don't want any funny stuff from you today. I'm getting married. <laughs> now listen, but I know we joke around all the time, but today is serious. <laughs> now quiet, you. Because <laughs> you put new underwear over its face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, face. yeah. Can't do anything around this guy. Well, when can I fought <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow you could fought nine a.m. <laughs> Just make sure we're clearly happily married, husband and wife, and then you can have at it. But for now, keep stum. <laughs> well, I think uh, a man about to get married. And his rascally butt are a really funny comedic duo. I would like to see more of. <laughs> yeah, I'm going way cool too. I didn't really officially say it, but because yeah. I've also done wedding underwear, mm. I get it. And I'll take a pic and show you. They're really jazzy. I will, I'm actually wearing something from the three-pack right now. But I would love to see um, <laughs> your wedding underwear. I don't wear them. It's weird. I keep them in the back I corner like of my... And I've moved like... Twice, yeah. You keep them, and I keep them I, you in know the drawer r- as like a souvenir. By having like nice <laughs> underwear and socks, I'm telling you, maybe it's getting into my forties, but it's yeah. nice. You're in your nice underwear and sock years. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you've heard the story of that Kathleen had to tell you about when we got back to the hotel room after, our, and our wedding was. We were way all of us were poor artists at the time, so it wasn't like as we were like. Kathleen was obsessed with the Legion. Your wedding down was by the lake. great. Thanks. And the first one to use Katie Emery as the DJ. Yep. And uh, which was a party. And uh, yeah, we just had a big party down by the lake and um, drank all night. Same sort of stuff, dancing. And then got back to, we rented a hotel downtown Toronto. And I take off my suit. I'm wearing my fancy one-hit 
underwear with the beautiful designs on it. Yeah. Maybe I won't show it. Maybe it's my little fun yeah. special secret. Okay. And uh, we're going to consummate. Nice. Which is classic. Good time. Uh, Kathleen takes out a bottle of champagne that she had on ice in the <laughs> hotel room. Okay. Uh, starts I'll start sticking <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> right i forget that you don't even know how this is gonna go right okay she's taking off the cork the cork pops right into her forehead like oh, fires no. into her forehead oh. as soon as the cork goes bang into her for her forehead uh she starts having her period oh my god she's told that story oh, at parties god. before so i think it's okay <laughs> But it was like too funny to be, you know. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's my Poor wedding Kathleen. night. Kathleen, wow. yeah. Wow. I know people wow. on the Discord have talked about their wedding nights, and we've talked nice. about yeah yours coming up before. I yep. don't know if I've told that story on here before. That's very funny. But wow. She tells it at parties. I think it's okay. Yeah, I think she told it to people. You can at double your check, wedding. and Mike can edit it out if <laughs> worse comes to worse. Well, guys, maybe I should buy a special expensive pair of underwear just in case cyber. Get to walk yes. down the aisle maybe one day. Well, yes. you know what helps finding a fiancé is wearing a special pair of underwear, and that's it, and walking around downtown. <laughs> right. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> well, gentlemen, before we get to this week's Evil Man, we want to mention that we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evilmen. I'm thrown off because I said, well, gentlemen, as though everyone listening is a gentleman. But there's all lots of different people listening. I just yes. wasn't thinking it through. Anyway, we have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash evilmen. And beautiful listener, if you check it out and you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. We have um, a good one up there right now with Alex Wong talking about when he worked on the Serge Ibaka cooking show, behind-the-scenes secrets. Um, the bonus episodes are great, so check it out, patreon.com slash evilmen, and you also get to join our Discord, where if you sign up and you join it, you can hear, you've started a, your, a new Discord channel I saw called Thoughts from a husband, where you sort of just every day you write about two to five thousand words about how things are different for you, how you see the world now through the eyes of a husband, and it's well worth checking out. Yes, check that out. Um, we also want to mention that uh, we are recording today at a store called Baba Bazaar, owned by our friend Sophia, and she lets us record in here. And let me tell you guys something. This is an incredible store. Um, we were talking to Jackie recently about how she loves this store and she comes in all the time. Just tons of amazing, beautiful candles and um, teas and like stuff for the house. Cute, neat stuff. Sophia gave me a hat to give to Ebony. Really cool hats. Overalls for a child. Yeah, it's just a fun, cute store. So if you're in the Junction area in Toronto, come into Baba Bazaar. And um, check it out. It's a great store. We appreciate Sophia, Sophia so much. Um, yeah. Anything to add, Michael? No, it's so beautiful that I feel it's, it's too beautiful for us. And it reminds me of that famous saying, uh, pearls before swine. Us being the swine. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> 
Mr. Locke, are you in there? God damn it. You, I thought it was the cops. No, it's just us, the neighborhood kids. <laughs> uh, hey, kids. Me and James. Uh, hey, do you think you could tell us a story about an evil man? Because, Chris, this week, it's up to you to tell us about <laughs> this week's subject. Who did you choose? This week's subject is very interesting, I think. Um, I've been really busy. A lot on my plate. So I kind of whipped it up. I mean, you last survived. Minute. You survived a hurricane. I survived a hurricane to come back and do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> to do homework. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, you guys will like it. It's classic lock topic. Lock oh top. yeah. When you when you sent it, it's. I was like, yep, this is a lock topic. This is a lock dog. So everybody who likes the topical political stuff. Social influencer, uh, con artist freaks. It's not one of those this time. Think back to all the episodes you've heard that I've run, and you could probably get a mesh of uh, what this guy is going to be about. So this is a Spanish man Ooh. named Manuel Blanco Romasanta. Am I allowed to say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> Manuel Blanco Ramasanta. <laughs> <laughs> Manuel... Um, <laughs> No, he's really cool. No, he's not cool. Manuel Blanca Romasanto was Spain's first documented serial killer, nicknamed the Werewolf of Alariz, which I will get to. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm curious about the werewolf connection. Yeah. So I'll tell you about Manuel. Born on the 18th November, 1809. In Reguero Escos, Llorense, province of Spain, Manuel's life was complicated from the start. His mother had a difficult birth, and he suffered from genetic abnormalities. Yikes. Do you understand that? Yeah. So he was originally named, for a few years, Manuela. They thought he was a... A young girl? Yeah, due to having androgynous gender. And his parents believed him to fully be female. Okay. Uh, old school version of that, hermaphrodite. Okay. New school, I believe I, it's intersex. Right. So, a few years later, the doctor is looking at him again, her, at the time. And I guess he's a little dinky. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. Then from then on, yeah. they changed. It's a boy, and he's then full on. From now on, I'm going to refer to Manuel as him, okay. because that's how they did for the rest of his life. But he was still fair and a delicate type of man, if that makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> a delicate type of man. I do know what you mean, though. Yeah. He probably, you know what? He might have been a podcast fan because I find they're not, it's not necessarily the jocks of the world that yeah. are very into podcasts, yes. including us. Yes. Yeah. See, looking into the crowd that came to see us live, I was like, just doing like a head count, like delicate, 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 <laughs> yeah. delicate, medium, rough. delicate, rough. There yeah. was a rough. couple rough yeah. guys in the front. Yeah. 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 Who were cool. But, Our comedy uh, doesn't really attract too many roughies. Not yeah. really. Mostly delicate. Mm hmm. I could see your your comedy might a little bit, Chris. I want to be rough, but I'm delicate. My mind yeah. is rough. You can go there with rough, but you're truthfully delicate. I'm tr delicate as a soft baby pig in a woman's lap. Ooh. And she's petting it in a rocking chair. 
Wow, wow that's beautiful imagery. <laughs> well, that's what she said. Ooh. You want to hear something the other day uh, <laughs> uh, that I heard the other day? My daughter that I heard from my own daughter. <laughs> want to hear, hear a rumor about my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> my five-year-old daughter goes, because I hadn't seen her for a few days because we were in Halifax and she was with my mom. And I guess she went to a weird <laughs> grocery store or whatever. And she goes, this is how quick my five-year-old is. She goes, Daddy, we saw a huge fried pig. And I go, oh, did it look like me? And she goes, yeah, it had a mustache. <laughs> Isn't that great? Your, daughter, your daughters are adorable. Yeah. Mm. And witty. Quick. Mm. Quick on the drop. <laughs> so it was actually the first six years of his life. Society treated him as a female until the doctor discovered the little growing penis. <laughs> okay. Wow. Little growing penis. <clears throat> this early beginning in Manuel's life probably made him mad and sad, you know? Sure. I can imagine. I'm putting my, trying to put myself in the mind frame of uh, 19th century Spain. And yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's complicated. Yeah. And it would really, really, and like to anybody who's, God, I don't know, intersex out there, and if you've experienced this, mm-hmm. it must be unbearably traumatic. So... I don't want to say that as an excuse for his later behavior, but what a beginning. So Manuel knew how to read and write, which few adults uh, knew how to at this time. So this indicates that he was probably from a well-off family at Mm -hmm. the time. In his early teens, his growth stopped, and he stood about in between 4'6 and 4'11. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. He's a a slight, shorter man. Tiny, almost like... In the classic sense, I'm sorry, feminine, sort of delicate-looking, tiny man. I see. <laughs> I never thought that part would be so hard to say. <laughs> when he got older, he worked as a tailor, and he got married. However, his attempt to have a normal life turned out to be short-lived when his wife suddenly died in 1833. Oh. Hmm. Alarm bells are going off in my damn head right now. What the fuck? Some people assumed, yo, he did that. <laughs> but there's that, never been evidence. You're that delicate tailor? Only about this big? I think he's guilty. <laughs> that delicate little, yeah. <laughs> that tiny, delicate tailor is a murderer. <laughs> murderer. Murderer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's no evidence he murdered his first wife, but come on, mm. dude. Just kidding. I have no idea how she died. Okay. He left the job to start a new life and became a traveling salesman. (laughs) He also worked as a travel guide for people traveling through the mountains of Castile, Asturias, and Cantabria. Beautiful area of the world. You ever been there? No, never, never. Really, James? I thought you would have been there for sure. No. Mike, you ever go there for comedy? Um, I think I did uh, Castile Fest. Uh, yeah, in 2018. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I think he was good in the sort of snowy mountains because he was so light. His feet didn't go through the snow. You're right. He, he was, was like a skate, rabbit, like a, like a snowshoe, <laughs> able to kind of. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like those water bugs who mm. skip across the pond. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. <clears throat> then, all of a sudden, Roma Santa was allegedly charged with the murder of Vicente Fernandez. No. Not Vicente uh, Fernandez. Yep, a constable from Lyon. Oh, that's okay. Supposedly, Fernandez went to collect a debt 
of 600 rheostats from Roma Santa. Rheostatics. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Canadian band. Toronto. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. Oh, also... <laughs> They had a song called Claire. You know? Yeah, that's it. Purify I'm so horrified me. to remember this like this far into the podcast. But also Claire Belford did an opening set on The Late Show for me. Mm. I mentioned all the other oh, comics. She, she listens to the podcast. She has suggested a topic to me that we should do. Damn. Yeah, Claire is awesome. And she did The Late Show and destroyed and was really funny. She's, she's very funny. And she lives out there now? I just realized when you said Claire. Mm. But I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so she lives out d- there. Right, yeah. We should have her on the, the goddamn show. Absolutely. We should go to Halifax. There were fans that came to my stand-up show. Okay, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Halifax. Oh, shout out to Saul, too. Saul? <laughs> He's from the Discord, and he came to the show. Oh, and he, oh, oh sorry. Me. Right, 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 right. S-O-L. Saul, yeah. right? Yes, yes. I thought you meant S-A-U-L. Yeah, Yeah, maybe we'll do Halifax and do Vancouver. Yeah, we'll and do, thank you so much, Claire. This? November everything. 18th, Vancouver... November 19th, Halifax, mm. back-to-back podcast recordings. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Just bring us out there. Yeah. We're going to get hats made soon. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But Chris, I can't stop thinking about this dead police officer and this 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 delicate tailor salesman that we've Isn't got that on the loose. What That's the hell fucked, is going right? on? It's fucked. Yeah, he owed, uh, he owed 600. It's like real- an Ice Cube song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which song? Didn't he have a song called Cop Killer? No, Ice T. No, oh, sorry, yeah, Ice T. I'm, I'm a hip hop noob. I'm sorry. Well, now that you're a husband, you better get on that. You better learn about classic hip hop. Ice T. Cop Killer. Better Vicente Fernandez than me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. I Ice had T the original cassette before it got banned. Ice T was Body Count? Yeah. Body Count. I remember on <laughs> on like at night they wouldn't bleep Body out um, swearing on the radio, so yeah. I'd be driving around Orangeville at like eleven p.m. or something, and then put on the radio and it'd be like "Body Count, motherfuckers." Be like, yeah. "Wow, it's really good." Mm. I had it as a kid. Um, that's why I'm such a well-adjusted adult. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so this. So Constable's Fernandez went to Spain. collect a debt of six hundred Rio stats from Roma Santa, which he owed to a supplier. Because he was the traveling salesman, right? Not long after the attempted collection, Fernandez was then found dead. Roma Santa fled with a false passport and didn't appear for his trial. What the hell? Go to the trial. Go to the trial, at least. <laughs> at least. He was assumed guilty and given a prison sentence of 10 years in his absence. Wow. Uh, they just had to find him, right? Roma Santa lived in hiding for almost a year, but eventually he returned to his hometown. He used a close-by village as his hideout and continued to make a living by befriending local women and working as a guide to newcomers in town. He'd befriend local women and he made his living that way. Yeah, so he would be like, let me show you around. Let me take you from this area of the mountains over to here. Wouldn't you be a bit sketched out if you're, you know, a, a woman you knew was like, oh, yeah, I'm new to town, but I met this little man who, who says, don't worry, I'll show you around. And there are wanted posters saying, like, <laughs> wanted little man for murdering Vincente uh, Fernandez. Little soft man. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Mind if I hold your hand while I take you into the woods? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So quite a few women and children connected to Roma Santa started disappearing mysteriously. 
Several newcomers, including seven women and two children traveling with their mothers, were never seen again. Uh, Roma Santa would send letters to the victims' families saying that they are happy and have arrived safely at their destination. Oh, man. Because <laughs> he knew how to read and write. He used that to his advantage. Um, let me bring up the Wikipedia here because they actually have a list of the people. You can imagine you get a letter and yeah. someone tells you, don't worry, they're fine. You go, well, well, the little, the little uh, guide, tour guide you know, has put my mind at ease. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says that after reading the letter, says that aloud to himself. My mind is at ease. <laughs> so he did this Sorry that they can't write the letter. <laughs> yeah. And he did this sort of like... It actually made people suspicious like pretty much right away. Also, right. what made them suspicious was he was selling clothes. He was back being a traveling salesman as well. Guess whose fucking clothes he was selling? Whose? The... F- the women and children uh, that freaking hey, disappeared. Is that Vincente uh, Fernandez's old shirt? Is that F- Vincente Fernandez's wedding underwear? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> that is low. But as a capitalist, I respect his grind. Yeah. <laughs> With the price of rent in those mountains these days. <laughs> yeah. You go, Roma Santa. <laughs> yeah, so he was pawning their he was pawning their belongings, selling their clothes. Huh. The final piece linking Roma Santa came in September of 1852. The town was in shock when a complaint was filed <laughs> a- accusing Roma Santa of using his victims' body fat to make soap to sell to the public. Invest- fight club. Fight club style. <laughs> they probably got it from Roma Santa. Yeah. Investigating authorities confirmed the case and justified with the other pieces of evidence set out to arrest Roma Santa. Get me our smallest pair of handcuffs. (laughs) I'm just uh, trying to ease the tension Mm. in the room right now. Get me handcuffs that anyone can wear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was captured in Nobella Toledo. And brought to trial in Alarez, Orense, for Beautiful the murders of 13 people from age 10 to 47. Right. Now, if you ordered, if you, uh, now, if you murder a 10 year old, you're sick. But if you murder a 47 year old, eh, sorry. <laughs> I know what you mean. Right? I know what you mean. Yeah. Plus, yeah. in those days, 47 must have been like euthanasia. Yeah. 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 You're doing me a great service. <laughs> Thank you, little man. Yeah. <laughs> Permission to use the bathroom in heaven, Nancy. <laughs> you know, hmm. um, the Wayne's brothers should do a version of this story. You little took man, the words right out right? of my mouth. Yeah, little man, <laughs> um, and it's about yeah. little man too. Little man too, and it's about this guy, yeah. Roma Santa. Roma Santa said he was cursed. This is his defense. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Remember the hey, beginning? Innocent till proven guilty, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yes. So let's listen to what he has to say. You guys, it wasn't me. I was cursed, and I am a victim of lycanthropy, right. an, illness that, an illness that made him transform into a wolf. Now, as we know from Peter Strub or Stump, yeah. no, remember Peter Stump? Yep, yep. And right. other ones we, I've done? This wasn't the first time European courts heard of such a defense. Here's Roma Santa's own statement, which 
I've obviously read earlier today, and I love. It's a great piece of work. I would love to get high and read it just before going to bed. The first time I transformed was in the mountains of Kuso. I came across two ferocious-looking wolves. I suddenly fell to the floor and began to feel convulsions. I rolled over three times. Three! No, that was me adding the extra three. And a few seconds later, I myself was a wolf. I was out marauding with the other two for five days until I returned to my own body, the one you see before you today, Your Honor. The other two wolves came with me, who I thought were also wolves, changed into human form. They were from Valencia. One was called Antonio and the other Don Gennaro. Uh, They too were cursed. We attacked and ate a number of people because we were hungry, you see? Well, what there are you, you going Now, authorities asked Roma... So- I added the EC. So he made the speech... I couldn't help but be a bit comical. <laughs> he made the speech in the courtroom. I'm just trying to imagine yeah. being there in the courtroom <gasps> where the speech was made. <gasps> He's standing maybe on a little, little box <laughs> yeah. and uh, gesticulating wildly. Um, the second wolf's name was Antonio. <gasps> <gasps> and the other, Don Gennaro. <gasps> and a woman faints. <laughs> <laughs> they too were cursed. <laughs> We ate number of people because we were hungry, you see. <gasps> Authorities asked Roma Santo to prove his lycanthropy curse by transforming in front of the court. That's smart. That is smart, smart. lawyer. That's, smart I, lawyer. I, that's what I was thinking, too, because this is the 19th century, and that's a fucking smart-ass lawyer. Yeah. Roma Santo explained that it was a 13-year curse and that it had conveniently expired uh, a week prior, kind of like Mike Salmon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, I'd love to turn into a werewolf. You know what? I just, just got cured. Yeah, that just got cured. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Holds up. Unable to prove his <laughs> claim, though, Roma Santa was examined by various physicians, none of whom could find causes of his illness and attributed the crimes to voluntary actions. The doctors testified that... They really took it seriously, like, okay, maybe you're a werewolf, werewolf, but just give us a little bit of proof. Yeah. Could you look at the uh, full moon for us, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like the jury to uh, note that uh, he's looking at the full moon and nothing's happening. Can you read the word we've printed on this sheet? (laughs) Awoo. Notice that the uh, accused said a woo quite more like a man than a wolf. (laughs) He cleared his throat. A woo. (laughs) Now, the doctor that testified, I really feel like Mike's going to get a kick out of this. This is his. I love doctors. He must be especially devilish. Doctor. (laughs) He says this. I'll try to put some zest on it. His inclination to vice is voluntary and not forced. The subject is not insane, dim-witted, or monomaniacal, nor were these conditions achieved while incarcerated. On the contrary, he, Roma Santa, instead turns out to be a pervert, (laughs) an accomplished criminal capable of anything, cool and collected and without goodness, but acts with free will, freedom, and knowledge. Right? I think it would be funny that you thought it was funny that he'd call him a pervert. <laughs> just he's like a freaking pervert. And a doctor. Imagine you get your checkup. Oh, yeah. Bad news. You're a yeah. pervert. I have to diagnose you. It's <laughs> never easy to do as a doctor with a patient, but I'm afraid you're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> this man is not insane. He's clearly a pervert. Well, did he do stuff to their bodies as well, his victims? See, I or do you mean like he was perverted I, I read criminally? The, like, I read the full Wikipedia page... 
And I, I also got most of my information. Shout out nice. to Medium. I think they're a great website, yeah. Medium. You got to think that uh, most serial and killers... I didn't see any uh, thing about that. Most serial killers must have sex with the victims. You, you wouldn't just kill them and just walk away, right? Am I uh, out on a limb here? <laughs> well, that's an interesting window into your point of view, Mike. Am I judging them all and painting them all with the same brush? Maybe well, I'm wrong. I, I, I think, I feel like <laughs> some serial killers just kill the people. They don't have sex with them, too. But Chris already like told us. dead bodies? He's Chris, a pervert. He has a little uh, dinky, so he's yeah. got a probably... And probably a little vagina. And honestly, anyone who is listening who is intersex... I'm sorry if it's three non-intersex guys sound glib about it. I don't know how to do it justice, but yes, all love to everybody. But what murder, love? but murder, but don't is murder wrong. anybody. Murder is wrong. Murder is wrong. Sorry, I cut you off. I was just singing "One Love" by Bob Marley. <laughs> but one thing that is was maybe influenced by this that didn't uh, show love to our intersex friends. And okay, like I'm a horror movie buff. I know some of our other listeners are. Are you guys? Did you ever see Sleepaway Camp? No. Yeah. Now that is about a young girl who goes to camp. Then murders start happening, and the big reveal at the end was it was her, and she takes her clothes off, and you see that she was a girl raised, or she was a boy raised as a girl, and you see the little penis. You've showed me that scene or whatever. You did, or someone... Uh, maybe well, I'm always showing that scene. Is that different from the scene in RoboCop, where RoboCop shoots all those guys in the dick? Yes, because the dick doesn't get shot off. Okay. That was cool, though. Yeah. So I don't know if... Um, well, maybe maybe Sleepaway Camp was was giving like a shout-out to the, the complications of... The confusion of the old times of raising people one way right. when they are the other. Um, here's a list of the confirmed victims. Hey. I just want to read it. I don't think there is. Manuel Garcia, age 47. Oh, Manuela Garcia, sorry, age 47, and her daughter Petra, 15, mm. killed in the Sierra de San Mamed while traveling to Santander. I like saying this, too, because then I get to try Spanish. <laughs> Benita Garcia Blanco, age 34, and her son Francisco, 10, Killed in Corgo de Bois while traveling to Rua Cantabras. Have you ever been there? Never, but uh, sounds good. Antonio Land, 37 years old. Antonio Land? Antonia (laughs) Land, sorry, 37 years old, and her daughter Peregrina, killed while traveling to Orense. Uh, Mi nombre es Antonio Land. Yeah, I know. It's weird (laughs) when you get like a real sort of like English word mixed in there. Like... um, I like it when you're watching like a foreign movie, but then they reference something American, and they're like, "blah blah 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 Speaking of that, just a quick aside while Chris is, or, or unless you're in the, you were about to jump in, Chris, but weirdly yesterday I saw the footage of the Howard Stern show when 9 11 happened and they presented it like, wow, we really didn't know what was going to happen and like kind of right. like sad. But then when you see the footage, it's Howard Stern being like, 
you know, talking about Pamela Anderson's boobs, and then the they then they're like a plane is hit. But isn't there there's a moment where everything is silent? He takes off his sunglasses and he slowly walks across the studio, and with dignity and poise, turns off the Sibian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I did read somewhere, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, write it down, but he. He got charged with, uh, I think, seven murders or something. Some of them that he claimed when they found the bodies were actually shredded by a wolf. And then some of the other ones that he was charged for were clearly brutally, like, hacked away at. So some of the bodies did look like a wolf. And he claimed those at first. He's like, "Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Yeah, that was me too. With the... Uh, <laughs> So maybe people are going, and Don this guy Gennaro. really is a damn hey, wolf. Your Honor, yeah. the shredded bodies were me, the uh, regular bodies, uh, some other sicko. <laughs> yeah. So Roma Santa's trial concluded on April 6, 1853, with the court sentencing him to death by garroting. Oh. Court also what ordered that? him to... Like, they put like a tight string around your neck and like choke you to death? Or like Ew. a cord around your neck and... God. I think that's what it is? Um... Wow. Oh, I don't have the internet right now. No, on my phone, maybe. You're looking up garroting? Mike, edit this out for a sec. I apologize. Yes. I think that's what Joe Pesci does to a guy in uh, Goodfellas, in the backseat of the car. He like puts us. Yeah, you're totally it makes right. makes you think of Brad Garrett. It's strangulation, <laughs> especially with the length of wire or cord. Yeah. So they just did that to this guy. Wow. Crazy. You just seriously just did that, huh? You just, you just did that. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so Roma Santos trial. Yeah, Garrity. Court also ordered him to compensate one thousand reales, reales each to the family members of his victims. Nevertheless, Roma Santos' death sentence was overturned on the claim of Mister Phillips, a French hypnotist. <laughs> he requested the Spanish Minister of Justice delay the sentence, claiming the Roma Santa could be suffering from monomania. A mental disorder that can be treated with hypnotism. Imagine uh, the judge being like, hold on, let's hear what this French hypnotist has to say. And it was genuinely turned <laughs> over by the Queen of Spain uh, on May 13th, 1854. His death sentence commuted to life imprisonment by oh. royal decree. Now, Why? Uh, here's something else I read. Because they thought he was a wolf? They found it interesting. And guess who started popping up studying this same thing? shortly after and has books about lycanthropy and stuff young and freud remember they start using like oh, yeah. uh, so this case was interesting to them i assume because but, but they what started, did the french guy say to yeah to have them call off the death penalty was he like um that he was a wolf here's the here's from the wikipedia no 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 it's just to study him as a case oh as like a psych like a uh unbalanced you know, psycho. This is more guy. information. Yeah, <laughs> he's an unbalanced psycho guy. Uh, your, your, your the Majesty. French hypnotist wants to study this psycho. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mister Phillips, a French hypnotist living in London, had been following the werewolf of Alariz case through the reporting in French newspapers. Phillips wrote to Jose de Castro y or- Orozco, the Spanish Minister of Justice, stating that Blanco was suffering from a monomania known as lycanthropy and was not responsible for his actions. He claimed that he had successfully treated the condition through hypnosis and asked that the execution be delayed so he could study the case. The Minister of Justice wrote to Queen Isabella II, who personally commuted 
the death sentence to life imprisonment by royal order of 13 May 1854, and Blanco was transferred to prison in Salanova. But I wonder if they thought he really was a wolf or he just believed he was a wolf. No, I think... Oh, right. Because you're right. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, you're right. Because he's saying, I can treat it with hypnosis. No, no. I think he's treating... I think he thinks he's treating the monomania known as lycanthropy with hypnosis. Mm. And and as you know, like Freud and 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 Jung used hypnosis to to cure right. past residual traumas oh, and stuff like that. I'm thinking of like a stage magician or something, not like a psychiatrist who uses <laughs> hypnosis. Like, I'm not that type of hypnotist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But How this guy, insulting. This guy reminds me of like um how Kim Kardashian got a guy out of jail or off death row, remember? Because she yeah. wrote to Donald Trump and then he was like, he pardoned a guy. So that's like, that's what this French hypnotist is doing. Yeah, you're right. He's just like Kim uh, Kardashian. He also had a great butt. Yeah. Oh, the that's hypnotist. right. Okay, nice. Mr. Phillips, there's that yeah. famous picture of him with a champagne glass on his big yeah. French butt. And it's spilling over. It top. didn't break the internet, but it broke like um, town crier, <laughs> town criers. <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> <laughs> they freeze and can't talk anymore. <laughs> so Roma Santa was sent to a prison in Salanova, where he didn't, died behind bars on December fourteenth, eighteen sixty-three. Locals say the cause of death was stomach cancer, but there was a persisting rumor suggesting he was shot by a guard who saw him transform into a wolf. <laughs> And I read another thing that a guard was, ba- like, forcing him, like, transform into a wolf with his gun. And then, but yeah. There you go. Interesting. A guy who thought he said he was a werewolf again. Wow. It is funny to think of a time where it, it wouldn't be that crazy, I guess, to be like, I think that guy's a werewolf. And people around you are like, maybe. I don't know. It's also interesting. Yeah. Like, when were the... The Salem witch trials, was that, were those the late 1700s? Or, like, mm. Spain is a very... Catholic country, you'd think that there'd be some people who are like, this guy's possessed by demonic, the devil. or yeah, he's a, a werewolf. It seems like a very modern approach where they were like, oh, he's just he has a mental disorder instead of he literally is a werewolf. That's what sort of I was like not explaining it well enough, but I was getting kind of excited about it. Was the yeah to transfer into understand like wanting to understand the psychology instead of just right. ripping them to shreds by <laughs> horses or burning them alive or something you know and that's why i think it was interesting the connection from mr phillips and on that is it is interesting because remember uh, in young um, and freud remember in mind hunter it was like the first oh, yeah. the first time that the fbi actually kind of looked into the I loved Bizarre. that first season. Yeah, it was so good. But you know, it wasn't just that like criminals are bad and that's it. Yeah, it's like it was the psychology behind. Yeah, the, and you're so bad and you know it. Kind Don't of, you? kind of evolved of this Spanish court, I guess, to dig into this guy's yeah. motivations or his troubles. And shout out to Mr. Phillips. <laughs> Who is Mr. Phillips? <laughs> the French. Uh, hypnotist. Oh yes, big shout out. Yeah. <laughs> With the- I got this. <laughs> Look at my watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not going to be a werewolf anymore, are you? <laughs> well, great job, Chris. That was fun. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys, and listen to me. I know that after hearing that story, I won't ever trust a little tour guide to bring me through the Spanish mountains. <laughs> nope. Well, shall we bring out the... Evilometer. Oh, my God. Look at it. It's... um. It's got some bloodstained clothing it's trying to sell. Put that away, Evilometer. That, we know where you got that. <laughs> um, and what else does it have, guys? 
Um, um, oh, it's got some fur poking out. <laughs> I, I wonder if he's a werewolf machine. We know you're a robot. Come on, man. It's also got an input and an output <laughs> uh, uh, module. <laughs> Well, it's good to see you, Evilometer, even though you're being so silly. Um, time to input our evil scores. Okay, Manuel Blanco Romasanta. What mm. do you guys think? I'm going to sit back and chill. I for mean, a bit. I think I've got to give him an 8.8. He was I don't fully believe a he was a werewolf, sorry to say. Mm. And it sounds like he just wanted to murder a bunch of people, innocent people, and sell their clothes. So, yeah. not someone I would like to break bread with. No. Wow. Um, hearing all that just uh, encapsulated so concisely makes me really hate little Manuel. <laughs> um, I'm going to, yeah, I'll give him. Now, maybe he. What we don't know is that maybe he was maybe his brain was formed uh, to make him behave this way, or maybe he uh, true. Maybe he was subjected to a lot of um, hate mongering as as a person in his situation back then. But still, he killed a bunch of people. And men will murder um, people in the Alps yeah. instead of go to therapy. Absolutely. He also seems not very bright to have killed people, then go right back to the town trying to sell everyone's relatives' clothes back right. after sending them letters <laughs> Don't saying worry, that they're, they're doing fine. great. Yeah. Maybe not the they're brightest, not murdered. Yeah, not the brightest little uh, tailor, salesman, and tour guide. I'll, I'll give him an eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going eight too because as much as I have empathy for the damning confusion of his early years, which could definitely obviously warp somebody and create uh, pains everlasting pains murder once by accident okay Mm -hmm. maybe a six Mm. but you kept on joyfully murdering women and children Mm. in numbers so yeah you're an eight dude classic eight classic eight great at speeches though i did i did enjoy reading or you reading his um courtroom speech (laughs) Mm. me too to be honest that was my favorite part (laughs) also nice to represent the short kings yeah that's right yeah love to see a movie about the damn guy there are some chris you'd like to do another movie yeah (laughs) i'm just under five nine they'll have to well they can see i'll have to do the uh, the dwarf on golf technology (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're just walking around on your knees imagine you got murdered by dwarf on golf <laughs> Have there been like Spanish movies made about this guy? Yeah, and I think a British one too, starring Julian Sands as. Wow! Well, great job, Chris. It was a fascinating uh, story Thanks. that I'd never even heard before. Me neither. Um, I think because we're slowly approaching Halloween, uh, when it comes to my turn, oh. I like to do scary stuff. Love it. Yeah. So I can lean into that extra with the uh, haunted month coming up. Very soon. Well, I've got a feeling. I got a feeling that some of uh, our younger listeners this year for Halloween will be dressing up as Manuel Rogobledes. <laughs> Bla- Ro- Manuel Blanco. What's his name? Rostopino. <sighs> there was something that sounded like reggae, but that might have been the town. <laughs> Rostamantes. <laughs> well, that was another great episode of.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.